You're watching the E's and B's Pro Wrestling Podcast, the eggs and bacon of the professional wrestling and sports podcast world. You're watching because you care about sports and professional wrestling. This is where you get the inside scoop, the first meal of the day, the most important meal of the day, most important information of your life when you get to learn about the professional lives of all your favorite talent, such as myself, Jumbo Zamore. You've seen it here first. Catch E's and B's every Friday. Don't miss an episode because you're watching history in the making. Good morning, all you wrestling sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon eggs of pro wrestling sports podcast. And here's your host, Eddie B. Good morning, everybody out there. Happy November. Seven more Fridays. Hope you guys are enjoying your Friday out there. Weather is beautiful here in Colorado. Can't complain. Leafs have all fallen. Football halfway through. NASCAR into the final weekend. That's right, championship. We'll talk about that coming up here on the sunny side up. But I hope you brought a napkin. We've got a jumbo size breakfast today. Special guest, Jumbo Zamari from Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling. That's right, he'll be up on the meat segment with an awesome interview. So stay tuned for that. Also, we'll dive into the scrambled egg segment. Discussing Shocktober just happened last weekend. Also, diving into a little bit of predictions going into Sunday's race. And we'll talk a little bit about 30 Years of the Undertaker coming up in the Scrambled Egg segment. And rounding it out, we'll send it off with everybody's favorite, the toast. I'll bring Lauren in. We'll talk about shout-outs, what's coming up in November, and much, much more. So stay tuned. You're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. Fans and all you great listeners out there, welcome back. We're hit November. It's a giving and thankful month for here on the uh, E's and B's podcast. For the whole month of November, we'll be giving and also coming up with thankful things to talk about all month long. Bunch of special guests. Here this week, we got a bunch of cool things before I get started. This month, E's and B's proud to be sponsored by Lion League Music. Purple Couch Media, my homeboy Joey Suave, he produced this track here, folks. He's got some great things going on. They all do. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or anywhere you find your music that you listen to on your phones or your devices. 
that Suave produced in the song here. So we thank them. They're a proud sponsor for the whole month here in November. We'll be giving other shout-outs tied into him and uh, his music and uh, his family as they got a nice little restaurant and bar here in northern Colorado. All right, guys. Well, as promised, we have one week left in the NASCAR series to go. Championship coming up this week in Phoenix. But let's talk about last week. Chase Elliott dominating, my man. He's just, when the pressure's on, he knows when to turn it up. He dominates, takes the win at Martinsville, where we thought my guy, who I picked, Kevin Harvick, would be one of the favorites, or maybe even Denny Hamlin. But uh, both guys struggled. Harvick a little bit worse than Hamlin. Harvick misses the championship. So going into this weekend, guys, we got Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, and Brad Kozlowski. That's the four that could possibly become, or one of them will possibly become, champions on Sunday in Phoenix. I thought last week would be a little bit more wreckers or checkers. Obviously, Harvick wrecked Kyle Busch right? coming out of turn four at the end of the race. That was about the... The biggest of the excitement for the whole race, to be honest. Um, not what I was expecting. But we'll see what happens Sunday in Phoenix as the championship's on the line. And I'll give you my predictions later on in the scrambled eggs. But as we stick the fork here in the sunny side up, let's move right into the NFL. Another crazy week last week. I'll touch on a few games here and obviously give you some side notes. But uh, starting it off, the Steelers staying undefeated. And I really thought this was the game they were going to lose going up against the Ravens. Definitely division rivals. But the 72 Dolphins have got to wait it, up, or wait it out another week or two here. Steelers uh been themselves undefeated. That division will probably go to them. The Ravens will definitely be an uh, underdog to watch for, watch out for in the playoffs. Or it could flip-flop. We'll see. We'll, we'll, you know, anything happens in the NFL. Next, we got the Bills over the Patriots. Not what I wanted to see as a Dolphins fan. I kind of wanted the Patriots to beat the Bills as they've beat us already, both teams. But I feel like the Patriots, the weaker of the two, we play the Bills at the end of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the bigger story is the Patriots are now 2-5. and five. So all you fans out there for the E's and B's that are Patriot fans, I want to know what your thoughts are. Because as a Dolphins fan, you know, this is quite new to us. And also the Bills and Jets, you know, obviously Jets have not won a game yet, but it's just interesting. I want to know what Patriots fans are feeling and thinking right now as they're two and five halfway through this season, pretty much. Uh, following that, that's right. My Dolphins shocked the world by destroying the Rams. The defense showed up, took all the pressure off of Tua's back. He threw his first touchdown to Devontae Parker, which was kind of ironic that it was 11-1 was the date. And the number one through the pass to 11. So pretty cool thing there as a Dolphins fan. But all in all, what's really cool is nobody's seen it coming. The Dolphins defense is for real. They are a contender in my eyes. That's not just because I'm a Dolphins fan, but I feel like as the season progresses here towards the end, they might have put two in at the right time because he might hit his peak and progress right when the playoffs hit. Let me know what you guys think. After that, we had the Vikings over the Packers. Another shocker. Vikings, a 2-5 and five team, you know, one win going into this, the Packers dominant, Rodgers looking like the best quarterback in the league this season. Not not much to even say besides the fact that just shocked to see the Vikings put it together, Kirk Cousins in the squad, pulling the victory out. Uh, other winners in the NFL were the Falcons, Chiefs, Colts, Raiders, Bengals, 49ers, Saints, Bucks, and let me tell you about the Broncos, squeezing another one out, but this one they squeeze out in the last seconds. 
good victory there for the Bronco land as things still up in the air. Uh, it's going to be a good close race here in the AFC for the playoffs, I do believe. NFC, I think it's going to be a little bit further, uh, few and far between, as there's definitely several dominants out there that are just going to take over in, in the NFC. I, don't, I think it'll be cut and dry when it comes down to it. So that's your uh, NFL notes, guys. And, and if there are any thoughts, let me know at easeandbees.com. Like I said, definitely some underdog wins this last week. Going into this weekend, I know I'm going to keep an eye on my Dolphins as they play the Cardinals, and there's going to be a couple other pretty decent games. But side notes, uh, there was no big trades as the trade deadline hit. The Dolphins did get rid of Isaiah Ford. Other than that, nobody really made a splash on the trade deadline. Antonio Brown will debut this Sunday with his old quarterback, Tom Brady. Let's see what happens there. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Let's just keep a close eye on these rookies. If they don't have any injuries, we got a couple good rookies that started straight out of the gate. Burrow, Herbert up in, uh, and, or excuse me, in Los Angeles. And now Tua. It could be an interesting future. For, you know, let's just hope they stay injury free, but let's keep an eye and, and maybe we'll start comparing them towards the end of the season. That's your NFL notes here on the E's and B's. Now we're going to move right on into wrestling, guys. That's right, our favorite thing to talk about here on the E's and B's. Well, SmackDown put on a pretty decent show. Uso and his, and his uh, cousin Roman, the head of the table, started the show out with a pretty solid message. I, I was, I'm digging this storyline. Let me know what you guys think, but uh, I still want to predict the fact that at some time in the future, we're going to have a Roman Reigns rock meeting about this head of the table, and I think that would be outstanding. Probably would uh, be the biggest pay-per-view of the year, whatever it would be. Anyhow, starting the night out, we had a qualifying match for the Survivor Series coming up on the 22nd where Kevin Owens beat Dolph Ziggler. Uh, for the ladies, they had a three-way where Bianca Blair was uh, got the win over Natty and Billy Kay in another qualifier. I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on. I'm not very happy about how quick they're moving into that stuff. Uh, I feel like they're just shoving it down our throats. Traditional Survivor Series talk. We'll talk a lot more about that next week, and I'll have a lot more on that here a little bit later in the show. Keeping it moving here on the SmackDown. Then we had Street Profits once again fighting for like the umpteenth million time. Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura. Let me just tell you, another match between them four that's good match, but I'm, I'm getting a burnout on that, that feud, even though... Street Profits, you know, are the favorites by many. Uh, I'm ready for a new tag team there on SmackDown, but we'll see. What do you guys think? After that, they had the big Sasha and Bailey argument. Things are heating up between them two. I'm telling you, that storyline is fantastic. And they rounded the night out by another qualifier match where Jey Uso made a statement over Daniel Bryan. Let me know what you guys think about that. That was a pretty solid way to end the night on Friday. I think that Jey Uso is now falling in line, as he says, and we'll see where that takes him. Could it be a possum or a, a trick up his sleeve here in the future? We'll see. Then we had the Raw followed up here this Monday. Pretty good show. Solid matches. Orton started the show out talking. Then Alexa Bliss entered the ring laughing, talking about he's here, he's here, which we all thought The Fiend was going to pop up, and then out of nowhere, Claymore. Well, great way to start the show. I think I give him major props on that. That storyline got a little bit better. 
as we get a little bit closer to, like I said, Survivor Series, we'll know a little bit more of which way they're going to go with that. But maybe a three-way between Fiend, Orton, and Drew would be pretty outstanding. But Drew basically is cutting all corners and making sure everybody is on notice that nobody is going to get that title before he does. Because as that was going down, Miz tried to come in and cash in his money in the bank, and it didn't work out for him. Drew McIntyre said, uh-uh, not in this house, not today. And not until he gets his title shot. So, what a way to start the show. Matches included a guitar match where Jeff Hardy was got the win over Elias. Like I said last week, that's a pretty interesting storyline. Let me know what you guys think on that, easybees.com, or uh, which way they should go with that story. In, in my opinion, I, they need to amp it up a little bit. Those are both great talents. I like a lot, Elias minus the gimmick. I think he could be an outstanding wrestler. Let's just lose the gimmick. After that, we had the tag team champions, uh, Nia Jackson and Baszler. They got the win over Mandy Rose and, uh, Brooke, Dana Brooke. What blew my mind was hearing a little bit later, I'll tell you, Nikki Jax fought again and she is just weird. Anyhow, uh, after that, Bobby Lashley gets a little bit of revenge on our truth. Then we had Braun getting a massive qualifier win over Keith Lee and Sheamus, and it was very impressive as AJ Styles sit sideline on, or excuse me, sit at commentary, talking how bad he loved the fact that these are awesome people to have on his squad, and it's gonna be uh, funny to see how that turns out because it seems like none of the four get along, but yet they're on a team. So interesting to see what happen, what will happen there. But as I said, said a little bit earlier, next up after that they had Nia Jax back again to fight in singles competition where for the seventh time she puts Lana through a table. Ah, they got to quit doing this. It's, I don't know, it's getting old. I mean, obviously Miro going on Twitter and just bragging about how tough his wife is. I understand, I get it, but it's just not entertaining in my eyes. What I want to know what you guys think. It's getting old in my eyes. I want to know what you guys think, that's for sure. After that, the Hurt Business... Well, two of them snuck out a win over the tag team champion, New Day. Uh, titles were not on the line, but could they possibly be leading towards a, a Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander tag team championship over the New Day storyline? I want to know what you guys think. I think that it would be okay, but obviously, as long as they keep Retribution out of any storyline, I'll be happy on Raw. That's my bottom line. And Ed said so. That's just all I gotta say. I don't, I don't want no more retribution. Uh, we had Ricochet getting the win over Tucker. We all know that Tucker and Otis are having issues. Things, uh, have been separated with them too. Now Tucker's showing his little jealousy. I think over how the stardom of our main man Otis, who comes from Rocky Mountain Pro here in Colorado. That's right. Dozer. He, he's just in the limelight more than you, Tucker. Get over it, buddy. Uh, to round out Raw, we had an awesome, awesome another victory where Drew McIntyre gets the win, destroying The Miz and Morrison show. Good Raw show, guys. I, I loved every minute of it. It was obviously three hours too long, but if they could compact that up into two hours, I'd be a happy man, that's for sure. Keeping things moving, guys. Uh, moving to Tuesday night, we moved right into Impact. Now, let me tell you a little quote that I read on Twitter. This goes, this comes from, we'll just say there's a hurricane coming. He said, this is the best written show on right now between the, all of the wrestling brands. 
Yeah, I disagree with the guy. I love him to death. I think he's an amazing person, amazing behind the scenes, amazing wrestler, all of the above. But that, I disagree. Because I love the wrestling on this show. I just can't stand some of the plots and storylines and the promos. They're childish. You can even ask Lauren. She won't even watch a second of this show. She could, she despises it. Uh, I have a hard time, obviously, showing it to my younger daughter because of some of the things that are on there, which are, you know, that's okay. They want to go that route. I'm fine with that. But I just feel as a brand, if they want to grow, some things have to be changed because they have the right talent on there. And I do like their show, as many other people do around the world. I just feel like they're just missing something. I, I can't put my thumb on it. Let me know what you guys think out there. You're listening to E's and B's podcast. Beginning of November, guys. First week of November. I can't believe things are moving this fast. We're moving right in the holiday season right away. And, I, I you know, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. But let's talk about the impact here on the sunny side up. Just a couple matches. We'll get breezed through here. We'll talk a little bit about NXT finish up the sunny side with AEW and then we'll talk about what's coming up next on the meat segment. That's right guys, Rocky Mountain Pro's own Jumbo Samore coming up here in just a few minutes. So uh, they had the the two women that were the women's championship match on Bound for Glory rematch here and Durazo getting the DQ win over Sue Young so the title never changes back but I see where this story is going and I feel like it's going to be alright. We'll see what happens now. They are pushing a little bit more of the women's tag tournament heading here in the near future on Impact, so that might drag some of these girls away from the actual title run, but that'll be okay with me. Anyways, after that, we had Chris Bay getting the winner, and then uh, we had the big Doc Gallows, which was my favorite match of the night, getting the the big win over Ethan Page. A few things to talk about there, the tag champs north. Obviously, we thought Good Brothers were going to be the dominants once they stepped right into Impact, and uh, the North lost the title, and now have regained the title, and the Good Brothers have had their shot, but they're still knocking on the door. I really like I, I like those two. I liked them in WWE. We'll see what everybody else thinks uh, here on the E's and B's. After that, they had Johnny Swinger getting the move or the win over uh, Cody Deaner. Not a very good match. And then for the main event that night, was a great match. I... I I suggest if you haven't seen it to go back and check it out. Eric Young and Sammy Calhoun teaming up against Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan. That's right, Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan. All these guys have almost fought each other in the last six, seven months, which is pretty funny. But actually, Eric Young and Sammy Calhoun get the win with a little bit of help and interference from my man Ken Shamrock. I just got a side note here on my notes that says, Good matches, bad promos. If you guys watched it this week, let me know what you think. If you disagree or agree with what I say, no problem here. Keep the negativity under the ring. Moving right into the NXT, we had uh, Dakota Kai starting the match out, or starting the night out against Ember Moon, and with a little bit of Gonzalez help, that's right, she gets the win. Ember Moon looking better and better every week. She's vibrant and ready to wrestle. And it's coming up on the short end of the things. After that, they had Kushida getting the win over Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes still scared of the zombie ref. Yeah. Let me know what you think about that. I I told you last week, in cinematic fights, they are boo. Get them out of here. That's all I can say. Get them out of here. 
After that, another little crazy match. We had Killian and Drake getting a win over Everrise. But uh, the main part of this, or the main story on this here was Pat McAfee and his goons show right back up. They break in and take over NXT. Do a lot of gabbing, a lot of jabbing. They beat up Killian a few, uh, for a few, and then they end up burning the Undisputed Era flag. Let me know what you think about that, all you Undisputed Era fans out there. Is Pat McAfee starting a, f- a war that he doesn't necessarily want to and doesn't know where it's going to go? I think he's maybe in over his head. We'll see. After that, we had Tony Storm getting the win over uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi getting a, a video message from Candice, and they were running her little fancy tank over, and she threw a huge fit. So, pretty big deal there. As it distracted her, she lost the match. She also then gets consoled by to- Tony Storm about her t- tank. I know Jim Cornette really hates that. That's what took him away from her. I think that she's a great wrestler as well, but she gets a little crazy. After that, they did a little promo in the ring, and I'm going to have to say this caught my eye and was very interesting, very entertaining. It was the Thatcher can where he had his own student in there. He was demonstrating holds. Uh, it kind of took me back to the older days. Made me think of some old stuff back in the day, but uh, he was definitely taking advantage of his student, and it got pretty interesting to watch his student get a little upset each hold he put on as he tried to describe everything. If you didn't see it, go back and check it out. It's definitely a good chuckle. As they end the night out, though, on NXT, they had another knockout good match. It was Ciampa getting the win over Velveteen Dream. These guys have had a little bit of storyline going on now for about a month or less. It was a very good match. Uh, my opinion, and I put this in my notes here, I, it's time for Ciampa to get moved up and something else happen. He's just, he's that good. I understand maybe size might be the issue of moving him up, but I think he's good enough to develop a storyline up in SmackDown or Raw. What do you guys think? I mean, let's be honest. We know there's several people that are in SmackDown and Raw that they just don't know what to do with, and each storyline they keep continuing and continuing and continuing, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, you know, like 24-7, if you understand what I'm talking about. So that ends up NXT, another good show. A couple soft parts in there like I wasn't. I didn't really care for the Killian Drake, Killian and Drake match, and, but I did like what happened with Pat McAfee. I, I do like him coming back, so pretty interesting. Hey, as we're winding things down on the sunny side up, make sure you go to easeandbees.com. Follow all of us on all the media outlets where you find your podcasts. Sign up at Patreon where you can get all the early access, membership, merchandise, and everything else early and often. That's Patreon, easeandbees.com. Well, AEW had the go-home show right before Full Gear coming up this Saturday. That's right, Full Gear. Probably one of the better pay-per-views We'll, we'll announce the matches later on the Scrambled Eggs segment, but I'm pretty pumped for it. I, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be one of the best pay-per-views they've had maybe all year. And I know I say that a lot on everything, but the way the matches have lined out and the storylines that are leading to it, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be good good matches. So, But for, as far as uh, AEW on Wednesday, it was okay. They started out with uh, the Inner Circle and Dasha having an interview. Obviously, MJF Warlow walked up before they started their match. 
little bit of a uh, heavy tension segment, I guess, if you want to call it. But then as the match started the show out, great match. MJF showing why he's one of the best, if not the best, right now in wrestling. He's just so smooth, man. So smooth. And I think uh, Warlow's, like I said last week, is well on the path of destruction. He's looking better and better each time. With some uh, antics from Matt Hardy in the stands distracting Sammy, things went sideways for Ortiz and uh, MJF and Warlow get the win. Great match. Great way to start the night out. Solid, solid intro to a go-home Wednesday night show. After the match, MJF then attacks my boy Chris Jericho. I think Jericho's been spear dove on over at the commentator booth now like four times or something ridiculous. So every time he goes over there, you might as well get ready for him to get his, uh, get jumped, get speared, whatever. So yeah, that's how the, the night started out. After that, they had the Miro Trent match. Once again, Trent showing off why he should be a singles wrestler, not a tag wrestler. Hopefully they get his storylines get going. Uh, Trent took this like a man on the chin. He's talented. I love Trent. Let me know what you guys think about this. It's definitely setting up a tag team duel between Kip Sabian, Miro, and Best Friends, which I'm not a fan of. It's like they're fishing just for something out there. I Like I just said, I would love to see Miro in a singles run. Make, start making his run for the TNT title. Let's Let's... Let's say that. After that, another great match. They had a tag team warm-up match where the Young Bucks took on Private Party. Private Party had Matt Hardy with them at ringside. Another flip-flop, dandy flop. That's a great match. I mean, if you like that stuff, I liked it. It was good. Kept me entertained. A couple miss-ups here and there. We won't pick it apart. But as the Young Bucks get their solid win, we know that the one Jackson brother is complaining of a leg injury, so we'll see what happens with that leading into full gear. After the match, Sammy comes back to get revenge on Hardy, and then as uh, the Young Bucks weren't paying attention, in comes FTR to get a little sneak peek on the Young Bucks and get some revenge on them as well. So for the full gear, should be interesting. After that, they had the Kingston and Moxley face-off. All I can say is real good, real believable. Probably the best promo of the year as far as put together as a fight. It was almost MMA style. It's these two know what to do with each other. It's going to be a banger come Saturday. It's going to be a good one. After that, they showed a nice little clip where Pat, he's back. Pretty much just threatening everyone. Pretty much putting them all out there saying that everyone has forgotten about him, overlooked him, have done nothing to help him. So, he's coming for revenge, and he looks great. I can't wait to see him wrestle. He's been well missed. Things were starting really to heat up between him and the Lucha Brothers and the Death Triangle little thing they put together, but we'll see what happens when he comes back full-time. Just a couple left here, guys, as we're riding down the sunny side up. Then they had the Nyla Rose versus Red Velvet match. Red Velvet, of course, now, I guess, a member of the Nightmare family, along with two people, which was in the next match we'll talk about in a second, but uh, Nyla Rose putting a statement out there, then jumping out as, you know, her Vicky just basically taking over the mic and letting Sheeta know they're coming for that title. Rose looked very good, so not a bad match, not a bad match. And then for the main event, we had a six-man match where the Gun Club and Cody Rhodes took on John Silver, Colt Cabana, and number 10, Preston, whatever you want to call him, number 10, whatever. Solid match. Gun Club looked good. They do get the win. They are now members of the Nightmare family, I do believe. As was reported earlier this week on Twitter and other media's outlets, 
But the story of the night was after the match was over, Cody put on a display with a great promo. And of course we know Darby Allen sitting up in the stands in the far, far nosebleed section, looking down, watching over. Cody called him out. And I'm here to call out one thing. I'm going to predict this. I think that Sting, that's right, folks, WCW Sting will be making his, his debut appearance with this cat. Maybe this weekend. Let me know what you guys think. I just have this weird feeling that Sting is going to show up at Darby Allen. Darby Allen keeps doing all these promos with all these other celebrities. He's been criticized, and he's also been placed in the same category as maybe not as big, but he's definitely ta as talented as Sting, and he draws like Sting kind of does. So uh, that's my prediction. Let me know what you think. I think Sting is going to team up with Darby Allen. Maybe not to wrestle, but we, as we all know at AEW, they love to bring in the old talent as uh, mentors or coaches, whatever you want to call them, or managers. So, Guys, that's going to round out the things here for the Sunny Side Up. Hope you enjoyed all the great things we talked about this week on the Sunny Side. Can't wait to dive in next week, talk a little bit more wrestling, a lot more sports. But we're coming up next, folks. Like I said, he is larger than life from Rocky Mountain Pro. Let's dive into the meat segment with this interview this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jumbo Zamore. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, from Rocky Mountain Pro, he is larger than life. It's Jumbo Zamore. <sighs> Never How gets we, old hearing your own name. <laughs> how's it going this morning, my man? Uh, doing all right. You know, um, <clears throat> obviously uh, coming off of a rough match, but I'm here. I'm still trucking, still going forward. That's great to hear. As, as he's talking about coming off of Shocktober just last month, little tough match. We won't have to dive into that, my man. What we're going to dive in today here on the meat segment, E's and B's, we're going to learn a little bit about yourself, my bud. And then also, we're going to catch up on a few silly things. So are you ready to do this today, man? I'm ready, man. Lay it on me. All right, Jumbo. <laughs> Let my fans know a little bit about yourself. And how did you get your start in wrestling? Well, uh, I've always been a fan of wrestling. It's something that's always called to me um, throughout my life. It was uh, growing up, I, I being such a fan, I, I still had a disconnect as far as could I do this. Um, how do you even go about doing this? How does one go from, you know, uh, watching it on TV, I guess, to, to, to being in the ring? There was a lot of disconnect there, so I, I kind of brushed it off for a long time. And then uh, finally, it was just uh, too much. It was I, I, every time I tuned into Raw or any program impact, uh, it, there was just too much to, be, to watch them and not be there myself. Uh, so I, I did all the research I could. Ended up finding uh, Rocky Mountain Pro, and uh, the rest is history. I called I called up Matt Yaden. I got my tryout, and I've uh, been involved ever since. That that was uh, my tryout was in uh, 2018. So 2018, right on. So fairly new, as you know, here on Easel Bees Jumbo, we've had several of your guy of your uh, your coworkers, we might call them, or the other talent there at Rocky Mountain, and and they all are fairly young. And that's what I love about this is, like I said, I've talked to you earlier before we started. You know, I like pushing you guys because we start somewhere, and a lot of times the the unknown from you guys is what is not shined the light on enough, and. That's why we're having you on today. So that's an awesome start, man. Just like many probably sit there right now today on the couch and wish or wonder, you know, can I make it? Well, you're one of the ones that's 
obviously put your heart into it and, you know, are on the right path. You know, I've seen much work from you here recently and been very impressed, been pushing you a lot here, seeing you on some of the rewind stuff they do on Twitch at Rocky Mountain Pro. But, you know, to get a little bit of off wrestling topic here, Jumbo, I want to know one thing. One thing I ask everybody that comes on, E's and B's, everybody. What is your favorite breakfast item? Oh, man. My favorite breakfast item um, has always just been the breakfast burrito. You the know, breakfast like, traditional? It's, yeah, it's quick. It's a quick. It's got everything you need in your breakfast. You know, your egg, sausage, ham, whatever you want to throw in there, all wrapped up in a portable, uh, you know, handheld uh, edible device. So, like, that's my thing. I'm all about gotcha. uh, being foods that are mobile. Right on. I, I definitely understand. And here's a silly fact. Uh, you know, I'm from Indiana. Been living in Colorado since about 2007. But uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't eat breakfast burritos in Indiana until I come, came to Colorado, and especially green chili. I didn't know what I was missing. Yeah, and, oh, wow, yeah. and I still try to explain that now to my friends out east, like they're missing out on the green chili with the breakfast burritos. It's just so good, good, uh, good selection, my friend. Yeah. So, hey, let me let me ask you, what was your uh, favorite childhood wrestler? Uh, my favorite childhood wrestler, it, it's really hard to pinpoint, but the one that resume, uh, resonates with me the most has always been Mankind. Um, oh. But I, it's kind of like a tie between Mankind and Kane, only because uh, when I first saw them, for, you know, when I when I laid eyes on them for the first time, it was um, it, it just drew me in. I, I I thought to myself, could there be people like this in real life? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> definitely, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, and it just made me uh, really uh, get sucked into to the world of uh, professional wrestling that much more. Uh, it, 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 there were characters that were just outside the norm of what we expect to see when we go outside and, and, but at the same time, it was still an extension of the people you see outside. It was like an extreme version of it. So um, as a, as a kid, when I first uh, seen it, it, I, I, it resonated with me so much. I, I got, I, I got hooked, but I didn't really quite think about why until much later in life, but it was definitely because they were just these greater, you know, as I like to say, larger than life, Larger-than-life yeah. characters that, that, you know, really resonated with me as a kid. Absolutely. I agree. And, and I love that part of wrestling. It's the selling part, too, a part of it, too, that, that, you know, like you said, it drew you in to make you think a little bit like, you know, is this real? Is this is there somebody – I've seen somebody like that. Does it really happen? Uh, staying kind of close to that topic, Jumbo, you know, this, this month of November will be 30 years for The Undertaker. You know, they're promoting it on WWE Network, of course. But what's your first memory of him? Well, my first memory um, of him was when, you know, when Kane debuted, basically. <laughs> that, okay. that was around the time I started watching wrestling. Gotcha. My cousins got me into it. Um, I, uh, Kane, um, when I seen Kane come out and go after his brother, that's the first time really I've seen The Undertaker. Uh, but I also fell in love with The Undertaker, the, you know, his character as well. So I started looking more into his history uh, after that. But definitely The Hell in a Cell was the first time I, I've seen him. I got you. And just a little bit of tidbit on that for, on my end. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. He, I saw him at Survivor Series on his debut and he freaked me out from day one. And I was, I, I was pulled in, but I was a little skittish on – the character right off the bat and then 
a little bit later on down the line, the Paul Bear didn't help the situation at all. <laughs> oh, no. So, He's a creepy guy for sure. <laughs> let me ask you this, Jumbo, off the topic, just, a, just another silly breakfast question here on the E's and B's podcast. If you could eat breakfast with any wrestler, who would it be? Any wrestler? Oh, man. I would like to sit down uh, with Arn Anderson. Have a have a good bite to eat with him because uh, he's uh, uh, another big inspiration of mine. I got a, a brief moment to chat with him, but it was like sixty seconds. So it wasn't enough to really, really dive in. But I would like to sit down, have breakfast with him, and really pick his brain. Awesome, he's one of my favorites too. I'm an old school kind of WCW uh, favorite wrestler or favorite brand from my childhood, and I love the Four Horsemen. I loved Arn Anderson. I still do to this day. Him and Tolia, I think it's great that they're still active in the sport. Like you said, spreading the knowledge. So staying close to that topic, uh, who who's your biggest role model or hero? Um, that ooh, my biggest can that be just anyone? It, it could be yeah yeah. We could like I said, it could be we'll scramble the egg. Let's say uh, it could be out of wrestling or it could be in wrestling. Whatever whatever motivates you, you know. Um, my biggest role model at the moment, because it changes, you know, as I learn new sure. things, discover new people, but at the moment it's a gentleman, uh, by the name of Napoleon Hill, he was an author and he just really resonates with me. Uh, the books I've read from him, uh, to, to the point where it's really motivated me to, to stay on track with, with whatever I'm doing in life. Uh, there's, you know, been many moments. I'm sure many can can relate to this of wanting to quit, of of reaching a moment where you think doubt. You know, you you think that maybe this is too much for me. Maybe this is, you know, not the right path for me. But um, his words and you know his books is very motivational. Has kept me in line as far as the goals that I've set for myself. Amazing, amazing stuff, bud. I'm glad to hear stuff like that. Like I say, we like to scramble things up and definitely reach outside the box sometimes here on the E's and B's. And I love hearing stuff like that because, you know, you don't necessarily, uh, to be a wrestler, always have to get your inspirations from just straight wrestling things. And that's awesome to hear that. Uh, good, good stuff there, Jumbo. Hey, let's let's keep it rolling here, bud. If you could be a pro in any other sport, what would it be? Pro in any other sport, uh, I definitely would have uh, loved to, to to been a pro in football. You know, awesome. I played football uh, growing up. Uh, I did also play soccer, and I enjoyed it a lot. Although okay. I felt okay. that maybe maybe I would I don't want to be a pro at that at that <laughs> level. You know, uh, props to them. You know, a lot sure, of running, yeah, a lot of running. But football, sure. uh, when I first played it, um, fell in love with it. I love the impact. You know, impact sports, uh, and I you know. Kind of wish I would have put a little bit more effort into that and seen where that took me, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one of my favorite sports to watch other than wrestling. Um, I never was very good in, in football myself, but I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, so I definitely can feel where you're coming from. 49ers here, yeah. I'm sorry about that two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keeping it up here, guys, on the E's and B's with Jumbo Zamore. Hey, buddy, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? My favorite Thanksgiving food, oh man, <laughs> all of it. Can I say all of it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely me. I hear, I hear that. It's so hard to pick just one. But let's yeah. say this. All right, you can eat one thing before your next match, and that's it from the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving table. What's it gonna be? Uh, I'd probably eat stuffing. I mean, as much as I would love to say turkey, 
uh, I, you know, I can't ever eat enough stuffing for sure. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. All right. Not what I expected. I was going to say probably stu- uh, turkey or something down that path, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's your favorite thing to do in the holidays? Uh, my favorite thing to do is uh, really spend time with my family because I feel uh, I, I don't have that enough of these days, just busy, you know, trying to get my career uh, uh, going. M- uh, my wife as well, uh, you know, busy with her work. Uh, so I just feel like we've kind of been distant um, the last several years, just getting our life going. So I would, you know, my favorite time during the holidays when we all have time to sit down and breathe is just spending time with them, catching up with them. Absolutely. Same here. Family man, heart to heart. That's, you know, I love it. You know, especially, I don't know, I can definitely, we could definitely tell here on the E's and B's that you're doing the same thing as most at home, you know, the homeschooling. So we've got a little bit of even more extra time with the kids, which has been great on my end. I'm sure on yours as well. I know, I know you're probably like me too. There's a few times when we wish school was back, but Hey, we'll we'll save that for another, we'll save that for another day. Right. Yeah. yeah, Keeping it moving as we're winding down jumbo. I've got just a handful of questions to ask you before I get you out of here, buddy. And some of my will admit are going to be probably a little tough for you to answer, but I got faith in you. Good. (laughs) What is your favorite moment to date in your career right now? My favorite moment to date would have to be um, when we did the rumble at the loud house uh, at the Pepsi center here in Denver, uh, getting to perform in front of, uh, was about 6,000 plus people. Uh, that was definitely the greatest moment in my career so far. Uh, I'd never, you know, in a million years did I, would I have expected this early in my career, uh, to be in front of, uh, that many people and to be able to entertain that many people. Uh, so it was the greatest feeling ever. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. I agree. I, I think anytime when you're around that many people, well, I've talked with it with several of my uh, interviewees and, you know, just the feeling of that or feeling an emotion of that many people, you know, you just you can't describe the the feeling yeah. you get coming out as a wrestler. I, I explained it as a child seeing the, you know, the wrestler wrestling and wrestlers going to the, the stage back then, how crazy it was. I can only imagine you know, being on your end. Uh, it's uh, it's addicting once you feel it. <laughs> you want more and more of it. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. And, and, and we, we know for sure things are going gonna, gonna, are gonna to get better and the fans are going to come back more and more. I, I just know it. So yes. just, we just got to keep, keep pushing forward. Hey, a uh, couple, couple more silly ones here for you. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, it would probably be teleportation. Um, okay. um, you know, I grew up walking most of my life everywhere that now I have this thing where I, if I could choose not to walk somewhere, I would do it. So if I had teleportation, you know, maybe it's a lazy power, but I would probably use it to get around very easily because I I wouldn't disagree with you at all. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, so teleportation for Jumbo. I can't blame him. Uh, You know, saving the energy and uh, dominating, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, how about this one? If there was a movie about Jumbo, what would the name be? It would would just be Larger Than Life. Okay, Larger Uh, Than Life. um, Because uh, I felt in my life I've, uh, you know, and I think – Everybody goes through their own, uh, sh- you know, fair share of troubles. Sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I felt that I've gone through 
uh, enough troubles that I could that that I've overcome that I would name my movie larger than life. I've overcome, the, you know, the struggles of life. Got you. Awesome. I, I definitely back you on that. And I, I'm a hundred percent understand where you're coming from. So cool. All right, Jumbo, we're winding things down on the E's and B's. I got two more left for you and then I'll get you out of here. I'm going to ask you the little bit of touchy one and then we'll go away with uh, maybe a, a good thought from you. Tell us what you think. What are you thankful for in wrestling? Um, what I'm most thankful for is uh, having um, the the amount of knowledge and resources uh, that allow us, you know, that are newer in the in the industry to to be able to flourish and to be able to do better. Um, that's something that you know I've had other you know careers. Um, where I felt that wasn't a, you know, like as prominent where you have a, a big uh, source of uh, knowledge that you can pull from in all directions. And the thing about wrestling is there's really no one right answer to many things. And so being able to go through to different people, uh, different walks of life, different careers and, and, and pick their brains and get information from them. I think that is uh, the most invaluable thing that, that we have and that I'm most appreciated for, because uh, without that, I don't think I would be uh, as far as I am, as I am now. <clears throat> awesome. I, and I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, it keeps growing day by day, you know, we, as we've seen here in this tough time now, yes, we, we, we got pushed back on certain things, but we've, we've grown and we've adapted and kept moving forward. And, and I think that we're going to continue to do that here in the, in the local region and, and growing. And I, I totally agree with everything you say there, man. It's just, you can't get enough of it. And people like you, there needs to be more of, you know, that has the mind and heart that you have, because I, I believe in my heart, Jumbo, that you're going to go a lot farther than people imagine here in this, in this wrestling industry. As long as you put your work in, you know, that's Absolutely. all it takes. I mean, let's be honest, look at Abaddon. You know, she, yeah, she wasn't sure. around very long and she's, you know, the sky's the limit for her. And like I got told Lil, Lilith and everybody else that's came on the E's and B's, you know, as long as you have the dedication, you never know. That's what I'm here for. I'm going to try to push you guys as much as I can. Who's who's to say how far it goes, but why not? You know, True, yeah, so, I appreciate what you what you're doing. man. <laughs> absolutely. All right, Jumbo. Last question I'm going to pop you with today here on the E's and B's, buddy. If you could be, or if you could wrestle anywhere, where would it be, and who would you wrestle with? If I could wrestle anywhere, that would have to be Japan. And as far as anyone, um, oh man, <laughs> um, I would definitely like to wrestle a Braun Strowman. You know, um, I know a lot of people might be surprised by the answer, but I I, I feel that um, I personally feel that I am a titan on that level, and I would like to always face the biggest, the baddest, whatever is perceived as 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 the top of the 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 the, 
the pyramid of strength. So Braun Strowman in my eyes, you know, even Brock Lesnar, they're, they're, they're at the top of that pyramid of, of power. And I would like to face them. And I, and I say Japan because Japan's crowd is the most stubborn when it comes to uh, what they, what they get into. And yes. so they're, you really have to, to, to there, dig huh? deep and draw them in. And so I want that kind of crowd. That'll really confirm with me that I'm doing a good job. Man, that's that's an awesome answer. Let me throw let me throw one at you. How about this? Because I never thought of the Japan style. That's a and your for your character. That's amazing. But let's just say this is possible. We know it's not. But you versus Bruiser Brody, Japan. Yeah, I would oh, love oh. Oh, that. Would have been a dream come true. There sure. you go. Right. Yeah. Well, as we wind as we wind things down here, Jumbo. Once again, I I it's an honor. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so thankful here in the month of November. Like I said, you got plenty of big things coming. Let's turn things around. I got faith in you, buddy. But before I let you go, is there anything you got for Eddie B or anything you'd like to ask me? Um, uh, nothing that I would like to ask you, but I would like to tell your, uh, you know, your, your followers, your listeners to continue to, to listen in, to tune into your show uh, because you have uh, more surprises, more people that are going to be on your show that, that you never know where they're going to be in life. You never know the faces, the people he brings on his show, uh, where they're going to be in a couple of years. Like we talked about Abaddon. So tune in and catch people at the beginnings, the, the, the blossomings of their career, because it's an amazing journey to go on with. I appreciate that so much, Jumbo. Like I said, we're going to catch up here, here really soon again. Keep pushing forward, my friend. It's been an honor and a pleasure, buddy. All right, Thank man. Until next time, once again, everybody, larger than life, Jumbo Zamore. That's right. That's right. What a great interview that was from my man, Jumbo, from Rocky Mountain Pro. Learned a lot about him. Can't wait to have him back. He also cut one heck of a promo. I'm sure you caught at the beginning of this episode here today. But hey, let's dive into the scrambled egg segment. Got a lot to talk about real quick here as we're winding the show down on this beautiful Friday. We'll have Lauren join us here shortly. But as we jump into the scrambled egg segment, as I promised, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Shocktober, which what happened last last Friday here in Denver, Colorado. They finally got the pay-per-view event off. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend. Because there's obviously limited amount of seating and things like that. But we are going to get to attend here coming up really sh- really soon. Uh, the event um, they're having for charge tapings here coming up next week. We'll talk about that later on. But for Shocktober, I watched it on Twitch. You can follow Rocky Mountain Pro on Twitch. That's where I watch uh, daily the Rewind series and catch up on, on old stuff. A lot of great names have came from or have come from there. So definitely check it out if you haven't. But at Shocktober, uh, Tibia got the win over Brumac. Pretty good match. Brumac, very, very big guy. I, I can't wait to see a lot more from him. Definitely saw a little bit more than I expected, for sure. Uh, also, we had Yaden taking on Bruce Wayans for the Charge Championship. Unfortunately, Yaden coming up short, even though he brought some special items to the ring to try to help him out. No, I'm not talking about Curtis Cole. If you saw it, or if you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. Bruce Wayans definitely hit holding on for the win, so... He'll keep his charge championship. After that, we had an outstanding match by one of my new favorites, Filter. He is such an outstanding athlete. Huge guy. 
but unfortunately cannot pull together the complete match, losing to Lipto. By far, if, if uh, I had to judge, that was probably match of the night at the moment. But after that, the Lockets, they tied up in a triple, triple threat match with Lilith Grimm, Riveter, and Aligato. Let me just say this. Rochelle Riveter was on point, but it took both the girls, Riveter and Gatto, Gatto to pin Lilith. Lilith coming out hot and early before the, all three girls got into the ring. It was a pretty good sight. She threw an amazing double clothesline on both the girls, but just couldn't hold them both off. It took both of them to get her eliminated. But great match. Rochelle getting the new Lockettes Championship once again. That'll be a great storyline to follow. And then rounding out the night, the main event, my man, Dustin Urich, the Rocky Mountain Champion. He went up against Sweet Johnny Zudo. It was an outstanding match. It leads all the way back to why I say these guys do not get enough light shined on them. Dustin and Johnny put on a great match. Dustin shows why he's the veteran, shows why he's the champion. And I can't wait to see much, much more out of both those guys. But Dustin completing the night out, holding on to his championship. And that was Shocktober, guys. A good, good show. Must say, if you haven't seen it, follow them on Twitch. You can check it out. They're gonna all of their tapings are gonna be live on Twitch if you cannot join in person. Can you still watch the show on Twitch? You sure can. Moving right along here on the scrambled egg segment, guys. Let's make some predictions this week. How about the championship in NASCAR? I am taking the number nine, Chase Elliott. I think that it would be very cool to see him win a championship. Of course, we I used to love watching his dad, Wild Bill, from Dawsonville back in the day. So I think it would be cool to see the youngster pull it out. Will be a good race. Like I said last week, wreckers are checkers, so don't miss it. Hey, let's move right into full gear, AEW style. That's right, pay-per-view going down this Saturday, and it's probably their best card yet to date. Like I said earlier, I know I say that a lot, but let's make some predictions. Starting out in the buy-in, they're going to have the NWA women's title on the line as Serena Deeb will be taking on Allison Kay. I'm taking Deeb. I'll take the other one. Sounds like Lauren's going to take Allison Kay. After that, they're going to have John Silver up against Orange Cassidy. Now, let me just say, I think Orange Cassidy is probably the better wrestler, but I do believe that the dork order will be involved. Yeah. And John Silver will probably come out on top somehow, some way. After that, it's going to be the inner circle. If he wins, he's in. If he doesn't, he's out. MJF versus Chris Jericho. I'm taking MJF. I think this storyline yeah. takes a very, very cool twist. And we're going to be having some very, very interesting things in the future out of Chris Jericho, MJF, and the inner circle. After that, it's the elite deletion match. That's right. Round what? Three or four with these guys. That's Matt Hardy wow. versus Sam Sammy Garvera. I'm taking Sammy. Three. I'm taking three. Sammy, man. I, I really want, I think he's the better talent at this time. No yeah. no offense to Hardy. He's just older, obviously. But uh should be a good match. After that, it's the number one contenders for the AEW Heavyweight Championship final match. It's going to be Kenny Omega versus Hangman. And let me just say this, I predicted this when the tournament started, these two would be buttonheads, ex-teammates, former tag champions, and Kenny Omega has flipped the script. Going back to the cleaner gimmick, he is the heel in this situation, in my opinion. 
And if I have to pick between the two, I want Hangman to win. But if I'm going to predict betting money, I say Omega, unfortunately. Should be a good match, though. Both these guys are very talented, and I like them whether they're tagging or going against each other. After that, my favorite tag team, the Tag Team Champions, FTR. Finally, the match everyone's been waiting for against the Young Bucks. We'll see what happens. The Young Bucks have turned this storyline into everybody wanting to hate on them. They went hard, heavy, and now it's time. FTR, Young Bucks. I'm going to take the champions. That's right, FTR holding on to the belt in what might be match of the year. We'll wait and see. After that, what I talked about earlier. That's right, the TNT title on the line. Cody Rhodes going up against Darby Allen. I still think, and I'm predicting, that somehow, someway, Sting makes an appearance. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling about this. But I'm going to have to say... Cody holds on to the title. That's right. Cody Rhodes, still TNT champion. Just two matches left. Sheeta going to put her women's AEW title up against Nyla Rose. I'm going to tell you right now, Nyla Rose is a beast, and she will take that title back. She will be the first AEW women's two-time champion, in my opinion. Rounding out the night at full gear, guys. It's going to be the main event. I quit match between... John Moxley and my man Eddie Kingston, probably two of the best promos in the game right now. John Moxley's been on on a heck of a title run here lately. Is it Eddie Kingston's time? I guess we'll find out Saturday, guys. I think I'm gonna have to stick with the champ. I don't see a, a storyline change with Eddie Kingston being champion. He's just not dominant enough right now, in my opinion, to be taken over as the champion. I think we keep Moxley. With the title, and we see him and MJF again here anytime soon. If not, Kenny Omega. So that's Full Gear AEW style, guys. That's my predictions. Also, like I said, that was Shocktober we just discussed a little bit earlier. Much, much things coming up here on the month of November here at E's and B's. We got all kinds of cool stuff. Stick around. As we wind things down here, we'll be jumping right into the toast. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. Well. It's that time of the podcast. Everybody's favorite. It's the toast. Get out your jams. Get out your jelly. Get out all that cinnamon and butter. Spread it. It's the toast. All right. This week, guys, bringing in Lauren on the toast. Lauren, how's it going today? Hey, everybody. Going good. Beautiful day. But that means only one thing. We're getting snow this weekend. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, Times of weather is changing. It's winter. It's that time of the year. Ski season out here out west. Hey, one thing I didn't get to talk about there on the scrambled eggs segment real quick was 30 years of The Undertaker. Lauren, what do you think about that? Ooh, 30 years? He's been in the business 30 years? 30 years, that's right. Made his debut 1990 at Survivor Series, wow. which we will be talking about next week with our special co-host, Lauren. Yeah. The champ, Dustin Urich from Rocky Mountain. He'll be doing the whole show with me. I can't wait. Me and him are going to look at a couple different Survivor Series. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about each one and then also just dive into the regular stuff. It should be great, Lauren. I can't wait. Yeah, it should be good. I'm excited to see what it turn, what turns out of it. That didn't make any sense. Also, uh, <laughs> yeah. We are uh, giving thanks all month long here on the E's and B's. And Lauren, I want to know one thing. 
bring up a thankful thing in wrestling you're thankful for. A thankful thing in wrestling I'm thankful for? Sure. I guess I'm thankful that everybody always goes out uh, uh, every day and does 100% when they are wrestling. Well, I'll say most of them. Not <laughs> the impact people. They, right, they give right. about... We touched on that already. I know. 30%. We don't like impact. No. Well, that's pretty cool. She's thankful that they all go, go out and try hard, hard and are hard workers. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that my family lets me love and watch wrestling as much as they do. It's, and do a podcast on it. And also do a podcast on, on it. So I'm very thankful for that. Let us know out there at E's and B's land how, what you're thankful for. And we'll definitely touch on that next week a little bit more as we go through the month of November being thankful here on the E's and B's. Well, Lauren, it's that time. It's shout-out time oh, here right. on the E's and B's. Let's shout them out. Shout them out. All right. Am I up now? Uh, well, I want to give a special shout-out okay. to Clint from Old Horse Tattoo Company, Chesterfield, Indiana. He was our winner. Posted his picture on the E's and B's website. Go check okay. it out. And if you need any tattoo work there in Massac County in Indiana, go check him out. I will guarantee you'll love it. Absolutely. So that's Old Horse, our Old Horse Tattoo Company. Check out Clint. Also, like I said, next week, Dustin Urick will be our host all day. Yeah. Anything else? Well, mm-hmm. what else do you got here for us, Lauren? I got the last 30 days of numbers for Easy and B's listeners. They have changed a little bit. Um, That's good. I'll That's quickly good. announce the top 10. Um, for number one, Fort Collins at 20% of our listeners. So uh, thank you, Fort Collins. Uh, number two, Denver. Three is Anderson, Indiana. Four is... Cliché for all. <laughs> number five, Lancaster, Texas. Number six, Chi-Town. Chicago. Is Aurora, Colorado. Eight, Norton Shores, Michigan. Number nine is Bloomington, Indiana. And number ten, rounding them out this week is Centennial, Colorado. Make sure you listen. Make sure you post. Make sure you comment, like, share, subscribe. Do it all and rep your city. Thank you, Lauren. All like she said, follow us on all the. All the media outlets out there, you can definitely listen to us anywhere you find your podcast. Also, guys, if you're a member on Patreon, you know this. We do unboxings every month. We give away all kinds of swag. We also have cool Ease and Bees swag. Hey, Lauren, how about that Ease and Bees merch coming? I'm super excited for our new merch coming. It's a big project. We've been working on it for a long time, so... Very soon. I can't give you a start date yet, but it's coming. Well, we're pushing hard here in the E's and B's. We appreciate everything. And like always, Lauren. Yeah. Eat your breakfast. Most important meal of the day. Thanks again, guys. This has been the E's and B's podcast. Check us out. E'sandbees.com or on Patreon or wherever you find your podcast. Have an awesome. Friday.